Hey guys, uh, we're gonna have Hagen come in in just a second um, from Plaza Resort Bonaire. I just wanted to say hello on this Wednesday evening. Uh, Hagen is from Plaza Resort Bonaire. We tend to go there every other year or so. We got a trip planned there for August um, through, through my dive shop. So uh, I'm gonna bring him in. We're just gonna kind of chat, see how he's doing down there on the island and, and see, uh, since we have a whole lot of questions on what's going on uh, for travel, because that's a major part of our business. Uh, we are going to stop in and say hello to him and spend a little time with him and just kind of chat. So I'm going to bring Hagen in right now. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello. Yes, I'm fine. Beautiful. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Not bad. I love the palm trees. Uh, it's been snowing the past couple of days by us. Oh, so. has, well, I thought, I thought I'd bring a little bit of uh, Caribbean cheer. <laughs> I love it. A little bit of sunshine, a little bit of foliage into this little program of yours. Very, very nice. That's that is excellent. Um, so how have you guys been doing on the island? That's a good question. Um, uh, let's say our situation here on the island uh, came into full effect as far as a lockdown was concerned uh, on the 13th of March. And um, we were in the throes of um making some very nice improvements to the resort as well as to the dive shop and then we had notification from the government that we actually had to all stop work physically stop work not allowed to do anything at all and and then we had an emergency package coming our way so since let's say the 13th of march of this year 2020 and um, we've really been doing very very little i know um from the dive crew, we've been doing the general maintenance, uh, running the boats, running the engines. Um, we've been doing our stock take, you know, all the tedious things. We've gone through uh, all the regulators, pulled them to pieces, uh, done some uh, really intensive servicing on them. Um, all the PCDs have all been cleaned up. All So it's actually looking really, really good from that point of view. Um, we're waiting to uh, hear what else uh, we can do as far as uh, fixing things and maintenance things and that sort of stuff. Some of the guys have done a few additional uh, dive courses, uh, such as um, free diving. Mm -hmm. so there's a whole bunch of them that decided to do some free dive course. And there's a little video on our Facebook page, the Tuban Diving Facebook page, of um, Jeroen, Remco, Chantal, and um, Yoke free diving down to the hill Mahoka. Uh, is he and back with you guys now? Sorry? Is Yoke back with you guys now? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, That's yeah, excellent. it's good. That's so, they've been doing a little bit of uh, extra diving curriculum, diving training, if you want to put it that way. And um, Jeroen has also been doing self-reliant. So he is now self-reliant instructor, which Beautiful. is quite a nice one for some people, especially for photographers when they want to go out there and uh, just do their own little thing. Uh, so we have um, extra equipment to take care of those um, particular divers, which is nice. Nice. What did you guys bring in for that? What extra equipment did you bring in? Well, we bought um, 40 cubic foot tanks aluminum tanks and and the guys have been busy with uh, uh, setting up uh, stage regulators and all that sort of stuff so it's a little bit on on a soft technical side of things because nice. as you as you know uh, i am still quite interested in moving in a little bit further into the uh, let's call it recreational technical side Absolutely. of things which is yeah. good so yeah they've been busy with things like that which is cool i like yeah. that and you guys got a great spot for the recreational technical type of dive and even the straight up technical um, that the whole area there, we've, we've done a lot um, with you guys and it is just so perfect to be able to go out and, you know, with the double wall system right by you guys, it's just oh, it's so beautiful. Nice. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's, I know, I know every time that you come down, you just, you're in heaven when you come down because it's, <laughs> you're, you're walking straight off and straight down and within, Within well a minute, you're already hitting your particular depth that you particularly want. So it's yep. cool. Oh yeah, it's oh, great. Yeah. Hanging out with the tarpon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and they're still there. In fact, uh, 
diving around here at the moment, we have more fish life and uh, better visibility than ever before. It's really quite amazing. So, uh, you know, there's the upside of things. Yeah, we, uh, we're planning to come in August. So hopefully we're going to get it right when it's in peak and prime. Uh, and uh, we look forward to it. Yeah, Nick and Britta, uh, Monaco. So they're hoping there we to go. see Hi, you Nick. guys Hi, in. There, very nice. Uh, so you guys were working on uh, doing a bunch of different uh, renovations to the property in general, right? Yep. Yep. Nice. And they're very busy with it, which is good. And let's see if where I can run you through with things at the moment. Okay. The old coconut crash bar, um, it, she's still sitting there for the moment. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we've taken all the equipment out, so there's nothing left inside. So as soon as the um, contractors get the go-ahead, we will demolish the old coconut crash bar, and we will recreate what I'm calling uh, a dive station. So we will have uh, proper rinse tanks in that little area, uh, nice shower areas, um, places to put the wheelbarrows. Uh, for those people who know the property a little bit better than others, we have wheelbarrows that we can transport the dive equipment from the dive shop across to the shoreline. We'll also put um, air tanks, but also I'm planning on putting nitrox tanks in that area as well. So there's less uh, hassle and less uh, um, work involved with regards to moving tanks back and forth. And when we do finally get our, um, uh, there's a new wet dive shop coming uh, as well. Uh, we're going to be running um, uh, compressor lines to fill the air and fill the nitrox tanks in situ. So we don't have to keep moving tanks back and forth, which will make uh, life for the dive masters a whole lot easier life for the customer much more convenient simply because they, the, the, the tanks will be sitting right there on the shoreline so that's that's the first thing that's going to happen once the new pool bar is completed and right now the complete shell of the pool bar is set and she's all tiled up equipment is moving in and they're putting up slats on the roof uh, it's gonna. It has a kind of a circular shape to the new pool bar, which is very nice. Uh, so you have a beautiful view right across 18 Palms and across the Clambon area and all the way up to um, beyond Thousand Steps and uh, Washington Park. So you have a, an amazing sunset view, actually, from the new pool bar. Uh, so they're almost finishing off with that one at the moment. The new swimming pool that we have now, which is the largest swimming pool on Bonaire. It's a magna pool, so it's not chlorinated. It's using uh, salt crystals, which apparently is much better for the, the skin, which is cool, it's good. That's all done and that's all in place. People have been using it prior to our shutdown and they were loving it, absolutely loving it. Then beyond that, we are busy with actually getting ready with the columns for the second floor of the new build. So we're going to have a new entrance, a brand new entrance into Plaza Beach and Dive Resort, which will be opposite VIP diving. So literally a little, a little bit further down, closer to the town area, if you know more or less where our entrance is. Um, the concrete uh, foundations already laid for the ground floor where we're going to have a brand new restaurant uh, and a bar, cocktail bar. And um, we're also going to, yeah, there you go. Beautiful. So that's our, that's our pool. It's already up and running. You can see the white circular building is the new uh, pool bar. So she's almost complete. Like I said, equipment is going in. Uh, to the right, you've got a little white building uh, that's actually going to be the DJ station. So we're going to have uh, nice chill sounds going on pretty much every single day. Uh, and then we can also do our salsa dancing and all those sorts of lovely things as well. So that, that's going to be really nice. Uh, and also what's cool is those little circular sunbeds that you see in the in the front here, they all have USB charging ports, which is very nice. You know? So you can have your telephone right there. Uh, you can be charging it up uh, right at the poolside, which is pretty excellent, I think. 
Yeah, that, uh, that's great. Uh, so I've been going to Plaza for about uh, 10 years now. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and grab a, uh, a screenshot of the aerial shot from previously and throw it up there. And e even this is one of the newer ones. But uh, basically, there's been a whole lot of changes over the past 10 years. How long have you been there? Uh, at Plaza and Toucan, I moved in full time 2016, but I've been on the island for 20 years now. Wow. wow. Mm. Uh, where were you pr prior to Toucan? Okay. When I first came to the island, I actually started off at Buddy Dive. Hmm. Um, I was very, very busy uh, in, uh, with running the dive shop there with my uh, uh, ex-wife then. Well, my wife then, but now ex-wife. And mm -hmm. um, busy with setting it all up um, with excursions. That was my primary thing. And I was there for five years. So that was, uh, that was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, so what capacity did you come to Plaza originally? Did you come to that your position or different? Well, originally I was just a freelance instructor. I came back from um, uh, making sure that my son uh, completed his education. Uh, in 2016, I came back to the island after an 18-month break. And uh, I knew that Plaza needed... Um, Oh, yeah, there's your property there now. Yeah. yeah. The plaza needed some instructors, and uh, I needed uh, I needed work, basically. And so that's how the whole thing really for me started back in, in 2016. And then I just happened to be, I suppose, in the right place at the right time where um, the dive shop was not being run uh, very efficiently at the time. And... And I, I basically fell into the, the job of being the manager of Toucan Diving. Um, I had the confidence of the owners uh, in order to uh, put some certain very important upgrades into uh, the dive shop. So we have now, for example, uh, brand new compressors, uh, LNW, which is a German compressor company. We have two um, high-pressure compressors that are what we call silent so they're very very quiet they just rumble away in the background and we also have a brand new atlas copco low pressure compressor which is also silent and and that will assist uh, in producing nitrox so we are actually with the system that i've got right now we are at over capacity we don't really need as much uh, compressor um, capabilities as what we have but with the new dive shop, um, wet dive shop coming along, which will be a three-floor dive shop. Uh, on a top floor is going to have a restaurant and bar for 100 people, wow. by the way. So that's going to be quite nice. Uh, and also new units. Uh, the resort is building new units at the moment. Um, they're going to be self-contained, so um, visitors can, uh, if they wanted to, cook for themselves but they can enjoy the facilities of the resort. So I will have approximately, if we are running at 100% capacity, uh, we would have another 200 uh, more customers, guests staying. So we, we can go from 250 if we're running at 100% capacity to 450. Uh, and they are also looking at still increasing units over the next five years, despite all of this coronavirus problem that we are um, going through. Despite all of that, they are still going ahead with their investment. And so the numbers from the resort itself potentially could come up a little bit higher than that. So that's uh, another reason why I went for a little bit of an overcapacity on our compressor systems. That's good. Yeah. Uh um, boats. You had a bunch of different boats. You guys have gone through boats. Uh, I know that there was some changes in boats and, and additions of boats and modifications of boats. Can you go ahead and talk about what you got for boats? Yeah. Well, at the moment, you can still, I don't know if you can see that in, just in the background, you've got a couple of the island hopper to, hoppers. Um, running beautifully. They're nice and clean, nice and smart. They've been well maintained. Uh, two of them are in the water just at the moment. Uh, that's the green flash and the purple rain. The blue moon is on dry land. Uh, she had uh, another little bit of an overhaul because 
that's four years now since she last had anti-fouling and it was time for her to come out. So as it happened, we pulled her out of the water um, early March and we got her all nicely spruced up. So I'm keeping her out of the water for the moment uh, until I know where we're going to go with everything else. Um, we have got a 36-foot catamaran being built just at the moment, and I've seen pictures of the hulls. She's going to be, um, like I said, catamaran. She'll take 24 divers, um, which is nice, with outboard engines, two 300 uh, Mercury engines, I believe. There'll be enough spacing for uh, us to all do a very comfortable two-tank boat dive. And I'm expecting, I was originally expecting the boat to be with us in uh, October, but I have a feeling that I won't see that boat for maybe another two months. So maybe in January. Okay, so you've got the blue moon. Okay, yeah. uh, so that's, that's the island hoppers that we have. Uh, they're comfortable for uh, 12 divers. Um, I prefer just 10. That's a nice number. There's a little bit of room for everybody then to uh, move around. It It doesn't get too crowded. Um, but they're nice boats, very comfortable, very dry. And, and I'm, I'm very pleased with how they've uh, kept on going. We've got a great mechanic. His name is Luti. He comes down every uh, Monday and he does his uh, weekly checks, which is good. And I think that's another reason why we haven't really had any issues with with our boats for a long time. I remember when I first came on board as a freelance instructor and I would take the boats out, uh, in the back of my mind, I was always, uh, are we, there, look at that, that's a nice picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of happy faces there. Mm -hmm. uh, I was always a little bit um, worried, you know, are we going to make it back in time? Are we going to be okay? And all these sorts of And I could always remember that we always had at least once a month, we had an issue with the boats. But as a team, we pulled together and uh, we always managed to bring everybody back nice and safely uh, and all with big smiles. And they all had a nice story to tell at the end of it all. But I, I really wanted to try and uh, eradicate boat issues, you know, because people want to go out and they want to come back with a nice big smile from start to finish. <laughs> I know that feeling. Uh, one sec. We got a question I'm going to answer. Hold on. Mm -mm. All right, Britta, uh, I'll answer my portion, then I'll have Hagen do the other part. Uh, this is available on YouTube, yes, on the Drama Diving uh, page, uh, the channel on YouTube. And then Hagen's question is, will you be keeping the floating dock? Wow, okay. So we have a, um, a floating dock um, that uh, is rather nice uh, because it means that people can actually uh, walk out onto it and then make some real nice giant strides at the end of it. Um, it has caused a few issues because when we do have some waves coming through, it's not necessarily a floating dock. It's a little bit undulating. And if you're not quite ready for it, it can actually knock you off the, the floating dock itself. So what we're actually looking at is uh, we've put some permit applications in to create a solid pier uh, and in the north part of the property. So basically where the new swimming pool is or the old one, it's, it, it's using the same footprint. Uh, so we're actually looking to put a solid pier out uh, with enough depth that we can make a giant stride and then have a nice solid um, uh, ladder so people can then come up that ladder very nice and easy. Um, for those people who know our property in the south part of the island um, by the Tipsy Seagull restaurant, there is um, a concrete block out very close to the shoreline. Well, we've uh, also put an application in to uh, remove the concrete and put it onto a, a floating platform so that nothing falls actually onto the reef itself. Uh, remove all the old concrete, which is now 25 years old, uh, and then connect it from the land across to make a new pier in the south. So we technically will end up with two piers, one in the north and one in the south. That's excellent. Yeah. So that piece that's basically broken up there is just going to be removed is essentially what yeah, it is. Exactly. Yeah, that's going to be removed. Yes. All right. Um, how's the ladder and entrance going over there? Is it still in pretty good shape? Yeah, it's in a very, very good shape, actually. we um, I think maybe once a month at the moment, we're going down, just giving it a bit of a cleanup. 
um, but it's looking very good. Um, we have also constructed around the big rinse tank, um, let's say uh, a little bit of um, a seating area where you can actually put your tank and you can put your uh, equipment right there at the rinse tank. So that, that's a little bit nice. I remember we had issues and, and customers were lying the, the tanks and the equipment on the cabanas that were there and that really wasn't very ideal. Uh, but so we've made it much nicer for um, mm -hmm. for the divers. Yeah, and obviously when the new dive shop will be down located where uh, Blue Bay Water Sports is now. Uh, if you, mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to pop that um, uh, aerial photograph back up again. There you go. Because uh, you're pretty good at that sort of thing. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. you can see, <laughs> you can see down in the south part. You can just about make out. Um, the south pier with the concrete block and then we're going to be uh, I suppose a little bit opposite to where the tipsy seagull building is right down on the far left of the picture um, we're going to be putting a new wet dive shop uh, so there's going to be much nicer access for uh, the divers to go from a shore dive point of view but we will also be moving our boats down into that area as well and so clarify what you mean by uh, wet dive shop. Okay, wet dive shop is where all the rental equipment is, where the weights are, where you're going to get your tanks um, to go to do a shore dive directly there by the Tipsy Seagull. It's also going to be where we're going to have um, the dive manager will have his office, the marina manager will have his, his office, uh, we're going to incorporate some kind of video videography uh, room so that we can then start uh, showing people how to do editing and all these sorts of different things. Because people have a, a lot of very simple GoPros, for example. Yeah, everybody has a GoPro and they all have fun with them and everything else. But we also would like to be able to um, help people make some simple edits and simple little underwater videos, maybe only two or three minutes long, and they're not too sure how to do all of that. So that's what we would like to try and be able to bring that back into play. Years ago, you you had a dedicated videographer that would come onto the dive boats and make a nice little uh, movie from everybody and all this sort of stuff. And of course, the, going back to boats that you were talking about, the plan with the larger boats is to make a, a nice day excursion and we will go all the way up to the north um, of the island and do two dives up um, off the Washington Park area. Uh, so there'll be one way dive. So you drop in, the boat captain then will just follow all the bubbles and then after an hour's drift dive, you come back up again. So we're, we're trying to bring that one into play as well. And that's a perfect opportunity for us to have a videographer on the boat to do a little bit of um, you know, video stuff, and then show it at the end of the week in the new uh, scoop bar restaurant, which will be on the third floor of the yes. dive shop. So you, you can see there's so many nice things that are coming into play. So could somebody, you know, as an instructor or someone come down and hold a photography uh, seminar and kind of course utilizing your guys' facilities, or would it just be for you guys? Um. I have never been a person where I've made it difficult for uh, any other dive instructor from a different dive shop uh, not to use any of our facilities. I've always opened up uh, our dive shop to be very hospitable uh, and to try and make it as easy as possible. So you guys are going to be selling the trips for us and bringing the customers down to us. What you guys want to do, then we're more than happy to try and help out because at the same time, we're learning how you guys are doing things. So, you know, it's a little bit of a, uh, you know, we're learning at the same time. So I have no problems with things like that. That's what I figured. That's kind of why I asked that question, because I've had such a great experience with it that I was uh, figuring that that was going to be the answer. Um, so one of the things that I want to show you, let me bring it up and share screen, because you mentioned it before and it, there wasn't a good segue. So let me bring this up. Um, this is my logo. I don't know if you can see it in the background yep. are the pillars from that concrete block you guys are removing. 
So yep. if you zoom in on it, that it, it is a picture of the reef, the all the sun corals right there, and the two pillars that are right behind the E and right behind the big S from stop is the uh, is a picture I took uh, my first trip to uh, Bonaire ever, which is when we started our shop. So well, I kind of want to say that, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah, it's it is. So it's kind of uh, mixed feelings if you guys were removing that thing there. So uh, at least I well, got. The columns, the columns themselves will stay. They're not going to okay. go anywhere. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about that. But right. What we'll do is it'll all be the overhead stuff. So we're going to have new uh, um, steel bars connecting, and then we'll probably be putting uh, wood straight over the top. So we're not going to be messing around with all those columns. Good. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. Mm -mm. Britta has a question. Um, we're sorry to hear of Bruce's passing, which was just recently. Um, when did you first meet him, and do you have a story to share? Wow. Yeah, I suppose um, I first met Bruce back in the year 2000 uh, when I first came to the island uh, when I was working at uh, uh, the other resort, let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like it. Uh, and uh, I needed to have my regulator repaired. It was as simple as that. There, there wasn't anybody on staff that could do it uh, sufficiently enough for, for what I really wanted. Uh, so, I went looking around and I and I found uh, the Caribbean and Bruce Bowker, and I remember going into his shop. Uh, and even back in those days, he had a, a beautiful, uh, well-stocked little treasure of a dive shop, and he had a glass counter. And I was just about to put the regulator down onto the glass counter. <laughs> I know. I know Britta is smiling at this one because he's like, oh, put it on the counter. And I was like, whoa, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Bruce was a great guy. Um, he was, um, he really was a pioneer uh, for um, the dive industry here on, on Bonaire. There's no doubt about it. He was one of those quiet uh, people. Um, he did not really want to have a whole lot of public exposure. Um, but he was uh, certainly very instrumental with a lot of things that went on here on the island. It's very, very sad that he's uh, passed away. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys have had a rough couple of years, actually, with that, because uh, I know a couple of years ago, Christopher Spotten and uh, and now Bruce. Um, so uh, you guys taking a big hit from the diving community down on Bonaire, I know. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, uh, last year it was Chris and... Um, and that was a sad loss, certainly for the for the technical dive world, um, and also for those people that knew him around. I mean, he was a lovely guy, very very nice, and uh, he was very passionate in doing what he was doing. And yes, and, and now of course, um, uh, and Bruce and and I, I also lost a very nice dear friend, dive master from the other dive shop. Um, his name was Murph Heiner. Uh, he originally came from uh, Suriname, and he was on the island before I was, let's put it that way. And so when I came onto Bonaire in 2000, I got to know him uh, very, very well. He was an unbelievable dive master in so much that he could read customers really well. He knew exactly uh, how they would dive. Uh, he could find creatures underwater and point them out. Uh, to everybody in the group, and I learned a lot from him. Um, also, boat skills. He he taught me a lot of skills in how to maneuver boats and all those sorts of things. So I put a lot of my um, my thanks uh, to to Murph, who passed away. And he's another one of those uh, diving legends here on Bonaire that uh, has passed away, and I fear that they. Uh, will be forgotten. I mean, we all remember Captain Don Stewart, mm -hmm. um, and I'm pretty sure that we will remember Bruce Bowker, but people like uh, Chris and Murph, um, they possibly can just disappear unless we do something about it, even if it's just a simple uh, digital history of them and we put that up on, on some kind of a platform so at least people can say, Okay, I read about this dive master, and the you know this is he sounded like a very interesting guy, but so they're never never forgotten. I think it's important that we try and do something like that. 
Yeah. So the, some of my greatest memories, I mean, besides all, of, I mean, I, I love going to Plaza and I love working with you guys and diving with you guys, but going and, and hanging out with Chris in his shop and, and having a, uh, a little bit of uh, coffee with him and hanging out was just an unbelievable experience. Uh, so what are you guys doing going forward? What are the plans for you diving wise and expansion besides the physical expansion, but what are you guys doing for a staffing wise expansion? Uh, okay, staffing-wise expansion is going to be an interesting one. Um, we, as you know, uh, Bonaire has had uh, an international airspace lockdown. Um, our, our airspace um, will probably still be locked down through to uh, June, uh, middle of June sometime. We will find out this week uh, by the governor who makes uh, press releases twice a week once on Tuesday, once on Friday, and he explains what's going to be happening. Um, we have to wait and see how many visitors we're going to have coming back to us. We, at the moment, have uh, capacity restrictions of 50 people per business on property. So if I were to open up the resort and open up the dive shop, uh, then I'm going to be staffing probably, let's say, 20 staff throughout the whole resort. That means I'm only allowed to have 30 people, customer-wise, on the resort. If I go over the 50 people, I will end up with getting a, a fine from the government, and quite a hefty fine as well. You know, you're looking at a couple of thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. So we have to wait for these restrictions to be lifted just that little bit further. Uh, European Airlines, um, so we're looking at uh, KLM, which is the national carrier, and TUI, which is the largest tour operator. They have, uh, uh, what's the word, suspended or cancelled, probably cancelled all their flights up until the end of June. So we definitely know that we're not going to have anything through June, unfortunately. We do not know what we're going to be, what's happening from July and August, September, and those months onwards. So we will be restricted with the number of people that we're allowed to have on the property, but also with regards to uh, space, distance between one customer and another customer. So, you know, we're looking at, they all, they all talk about the 1.5 meters, which is about a five, five foot distance between customers. So right now we don't have the virus here on Bonaire at all. So we are COVID free, which is great. There were a couple of um, nondescript or non-classified. They could not distinguish whether we had a positive case or a negative case. So it was an inconclusive. And we, I believe that we had two um, patients in that respect. But they were also medical staff because the medical staff are flying between the islands of oh. Stacia and Saba. And they are continuously flying with Learjets to make sure that uh, patients are being looked after properly and they are bringing them to Bonaire. Our med medical facilities here are literally at full capacity. So if we have uh, a plane either from the United States coming or from Europe coming and we have one, pay, one, one customer, tourist customer on the plane who turns positive, we have a serious problem on the island because we will not be able to cope with the medical issues that, that will follow on from all of those sort of problems. So I think that's really where it's all being held up at the moment. It's our medical facilities. Hmm. Yeah, my... Uh... A bunch of my staff has been harassing me since it's been snowing all the way up until May, and they wanted to know if you had any jobs is what they were asking me. And I said, I didn't know if I wanted to ask you that or not. Well, I mean, by all means, it can ask, you can ask as much as you know. I have had um, applications coming in because I knew that people would be fed up and they'd say, I, I, I have to leave this place. I want to go down to the Caribbean because they're having a nice time and they're diving and they're doing this and they're COVID-free. Um, <laughs> but it all runs on... Um, Plaza Resort and Tugan Dive, if, if I put them all together, we actually have 130 personnel, which is actually quite a lot. Well, uh, uh, yeah. Um, 
we will unfortunately have to whittle those numbers down one way or the other. Um, some contracts are simply going to be expiring. Um, whether we can roll them over is another question. Um, fortunately, uh, the system that is set up for the Netherlands uh, means that um, a business cannot fire or dismiss somebody who has a contract. So there's safeguards there. And also what the Netherlands has uh, instigated is an emergency um, financial package, which means that um, everybody gets 80% of their salary, which is also very good. So at least people have uh, money in order to, um, hang on, yep. uh, in order to pay for, uh, let's say, the electricity bills and all those sorts of things. So we, we don't really know. We have to wait and see how this all comes along. But um, with the expansion of the dive shop, yes. Um, once our numbers are back up again and we've got good numbers of customers coming through our doors, we will, of course, look to see how we can increase our um, staffing capacities. Um, I suspect that I mean, at the moment we have about 12 people uh, in the dive shop. And once we have uh, the new retail shop uh, across the way by the new front entrance and the new wet dive shop um, on the other end of the resort, uh, you're probably looking at 25 staff. So we're going to be increasing our staff levels. And there's no doubt about that which is going to be very nice. Um, we will probably be um, increasing uh, food and beverage staff levels, you know, so that you know that you have all those different things going on as well. Because if you're going to have a new restaurant at the front desk and the new pool bar has also a little kitchen, so there's going to be nice snack foods coming out of that particular area. And then you have the wet, the wet dive shop with a restaurant on the top you're going to have to have more staff in order to service all these little outlets. So yes, staff in it's going to be increasing. Nice. Uh, we got a question from Britta, but it, she sent it as a message instead of a, a message. So it still looks like it's coming from me from Britta. Jason, what are you drinking and what are the bottles behind you? Um, <laughs> so uh... today is a Belveni 14-year Caribbean cask. Anytime I talk to somebody from the islands, I grab that one. Uh, there's a couple of Jamesons, another Belveni, and a, uh, a Cubocon. And then the other bottles are ones that we found in the St. Lawrence River. Normally, these are not the really good ones because, well, this one is. This one's from like the 1800s or so. So there's shipwrecks that we have up here, and these are water bottles. You can see that they're rounded at the bottom. Um, it was just quick and easy. They're hand-blown. So they basically just grab the glass, blow them up, and then cork them and put uh, water in them uh, to, to sail in the 1800s and 1900s up by us. So that's what all that stuff behind me is, Britta. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, Back at, so give us a kind of a rundown of how you would normally do um, some diving down on Bonaire at the resort. Uh, I don't think maybe everybody understands exactly how easy it is uh, for you to go ahead and get in the water and dive where you're at, Hagen. Okay. Um, so we have um, a dive shop that's located um, in the internal marina system. Uh, so we are probably, I suppose, a five-minute walk to the shoreline. And um, we have wheelbarrows where we can put all the, our equipment into and simply walk through the resort um, and, and then work our way down to the, yeah, the coastline, I suppose. The, there's a walled coast, um, walled area where we have tanks, dive tanks. Um, air. We always used to have the air, but with the new dive station, we will have nitrox there as well. Then there'll obviously be an analyzer, then the logbook, and all the usual bits and bobs. And then uh, you basically put your equipment together. And um, then if you're looking at the ocean, and there is a very nice, simple cut 
um, between two walls where you can walk literally uh, from the sandy beach into the water and get yourself into about uh, four feet uh, of water, put your fins on, have your mask on, uh, float out maybe 15 feet away from the shoreline. Uh, you can see the colorations um, from this aerial photograph. Uh, all the light light area, of course, that's the um, that's the uh, sand terrace. Uh, it's not so wide at all. Probably at its widest, you're looking at maybe 20 feet from the shoreline itself. Uh, and then once you hit the dark blue area, that, that's exactly where the reef system is. Uh, so you, you're not really going very far at all. Um, the, the, the length of coastline that you're looking at is probably about 800 yards. So it's a very large um, stretch of coastline. It's one of the best dive sites um, from a, an access point of view from the shore. Um, we're, I suppose, located just 10 minutes south of the downtown area, and we are in a little bit of a a curvature of the island itself. So we don't have too many rolling waves coming in. So we're not so exposed, which means relatively flat calm water stepping in and coming out from that particular dive site. And you can see, you can see in the north part, you have a floating dock that's running out and you can see in the south part, um, the steps by the restaurant, the tipsy seagull going in and right in the middle, is uh, a little bit of a cut between two walls and that's where you can literally just walk straight through and straight into the water and, and off you go. And if you're not a diver, that, that's also not a problem. You can be a snorkeler and, and you can snorkel that whole reef. There are so many creatures that inhabit that particular reef. It's, it's quite amazing. Um, from resident octopus to uh, turtles passing through to eagle rays coming in and feeding in the in the shallow and the sandy area. They're looking for the crustaceans. Um, it, it really is quite amazing. Barracuda, tarpon, especially at nighttime, um, they love that uh, that reef at night. Of course, they they're feeding at night, so there's a lot of action on those night dives. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've done this reef. Uh, I do it about six times every time we go, and I love every single thing about it. And there's bioluminescence going on at night if you shut off your lights. Um, and then you've got, like you were saying, octopus and and the sun corals are in like three feet of water down on the south end by those. I mean, it's just it's it's unbelievable. I'll do this all day long. This this reef. Uh, and then you got the double wall to the south, right? So you can go sure. down to. Um, there at 96 feet, there is a big, huge barrel sponge down there at 96 feet, um, which if you go right around the wall there. And then at 96 feet, there's that. And it, the wall straight off where it goes dark there goes down to, well, like 120-ish right there, right? Something yeah, around there? Yeah, yeah, yeah right around there. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get plenty. I mean, you can go back and forth in this wall all day long and you know not see the same thing twice for the entire week. Now, you will not be bored with this uh, this house reef at all. And no. it's quite interesting because um, people will say that they love to explore the island and they love to dive different dive sites, but they always seem to want to come back to 18 Palm dive site, which is our house reef. And they just say that we we find so much more here on the, this particular dive site than anywhere else. So it's uh, it's an amazing dive site. I love it. Nice. Um, can you talk about a little bit of the culture from uh, the dive sites, uh, Red Slave, Yellow Slave, and the salt trades, and, and kind of what um, what those dive sites and those houses are, and, and about kind of salt pier? Okay, uh, history lesson. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, you don't have to go in depth. Just a little bit. <laughs> no, that's okay. So we have um, we have in the in the south part of the island is typically it's flat. Uh, and years ago, uh, they used to and still do mine salt through solar evaporation. Um, we have um, certain monuments, uh, pillars that are colored um, throughout the, um, the southerly part of the island. Um, we also have some huts. One section of huts is called White Slave. And the other section of huts uh, is actually called Red Slave, although for one reason or another, a few years ago, they were not repainted red, they were repainted um, musty yellow. So I, 
don't ask me why why that happened, but for some reason it happened. Um, so um, the locals uh, that were here on the island uh, and involved with the solar works would walk from Rincon, um, which was the first settlement, and they would walk um, down to the southerly part of the island and stay in those huts, um, uh, escaping from the sunshine during certain uh, times of the day. And then they would work the uh, salt fire, uh, fields. The um, obelisks that are in the south, um, one is blue, one is white, one is uh, red, um, were navigational markers for the salt ship companies that would then come in and um, moor off um, one of those obelisks, yeah, um, where the locals would then put the salt into small rowing boats, row out to the ships, and then load the salt up onto the ships. So the obelisks would help um, the captain of the ship know exactly which um, particular destination they had to go to to collect the salt, basically. That's how that all worked. There's a nice funny story about the white slave huts. Uh, there was a group leader, much like yourself. Uh -huh. uh, uh, he was coming down to Bonaire. I think he had about 30 um, divers in his group. And um, they, they were a challenging group for the group leader. Let's just put it that way, okay? They were, they were a little bit challenging. They found out that the, some of the rooms were not all um, oceanfront and um, not all what they thought that they were going to be getting. And so the group leader decided that when he did finally arrive at Flamingo International Airport, he got everybody into the bus and he told the bus driver to drive south down to the white slave huts. And he went up outside the white slave huts and he said, okay, guys, I've made rearrangements. This is your accommodation, oceanfront, which is what you wanted. <laughs> and since that day, his group was perfect. They were happy. They no complaints at all. <laughs> but it's a nice little story, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. That's too funny. Um, what is your favorite dive on the island? Cool. Well, that, that's a, that's an interesting one. My favorite, I suppose it really depends on certain factors. Uh, I love the salt pier. Um, you have different times of the day, uh, the sunlight coming through, um, passing through the columns underwater. Uh, so you have different perspectives. Uh, I love the, the shipwreck, the Hilma Hooker, uh, that went down in 1984. Bruce Barker was very instrumental for um, sorting that one out, uh, by the way. Um, morning dive, is, it's a very dark dive. There's um, typically tarpon hanging out inside the cargo holds. But as the sun um, travels across the sky, of course, you're going to have different times. And then in the late afternoon, the sunshine is shining right into the shipwreck and it lights up that shipwreck completely different to what it would look like in the morning. So uh, that's another great dive. Yeah, that's um, one of my favorites right there, especially yeah, at dusk. Beautiful, beautiful. And doing it as a moonlight dive is also uh, quite an interesting one because uh, you have natural light coming from the full moon uh, and there is so much activity going on on, the, on that shipwreck. It really is quite amazing. So those are the two, I suppose, down in the south. Up in the north, I, I have to say um, Ladanya's Leap uh, is probably one of my favorite um, shore dives. Um, it's not an easy one. Uh, certainly not accessible to a lot of divers uh, because it is a, a one-way dive. You're basically making a giant leap off the coral ledge into the ocean and you have to make a one-way dive up to Kapata. So we're right up in the north of the island. But it is a beautiful dive. Nice. Uh, I don't know if I've done that one or not, actually. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, we should talk about that one when you come down in August. Yes, that's, uh, that's a definite. <laughs> um, there's not many that I haven't done, I don't think. But that's that's one I don't think I've done. So That's really – it really is an amazing – it's right next to Rappel. So Rappel dive site, we will do um, from a boat. Mm -hmm. um, Bruce Bowker, going back to good old Bruce, he used to do it in the early days 
by rappelling down the cliff face in full yeah. scuba gear, hence the name rappel. Uh, nice. So, but it's a beautiful actual um, uh, dive area. It's very unique, uh, very interesting uh, sand terrace structure. But it'll go down the first uh, part of the dive. You can very easily go down to 140 feet before you have a sheer wall drop off. Uh, absolutely spectacular. That, that sounds like an excellent spot to maybe do some a little bit of technical diving. So that might be something we need to talk about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Flame with that a little bit with the rebreathers or whatnot. So yeah. um, is there any help that you guys need? Is there anything that you guys need from us? What do you, what do you need from the dive shops that can help you guys out going forward? Uh, okay. Well, um, we are, always uh, very very grateful for um, uh, persons like yourself who offer uh, bringing things down um, small little things you know like uh, o-ring picks or um, uh, low pressure uh, intermediate pressure gauges all sorts of different little things you know and i always have the guys make up a small little list and um, we pass that out and uh, um, group leaders like yourself, are always very, very willing and gracious to bring things down. So we're very, very happy uh, for those sorts of things. Uh, right now, uh, we, um, I think we're just in limbo at the moment. And the staff are, are happy to be here. Um, I do have one member of staff from the dive shop stuck in the Netherlands. Oh. Uh, he, he, well, he got caught out with all the cancellations in flights and uh, was not able to uh, come back to the island, although he is on a list of repatriations. So with a little bit of luck, we will see him in the next few weeks. So he's looking forward to coming back. Um, but otherwise, you know, we're all so happy. We'd just be happy to see you guys come down. You know, I think that's really <laughs> Yeah, it fixes everything for everybody, right? <laughs> yeah, we want to take you out there, I think. Yes, that is excellent. Um, and just so people know, I actually one of my one of my most vivid memories of Bonaire is there was it might have even been with you is we were coming back on the boat and there was a manta in the channel. Um, that was when the Golden Eye or whatever boat was there. I think we might have even been on that. Um, and man, there was a manta swimming back and forth in yeah. that in that area, which was crazy. Amazing, yes. Yeah, and um, we have had manta sightings. Uh, still, uh, we still get them, uh, which is really, really cool. But also, uh, there's uh, three or four baby eagle rays actually inside the marina, which is really <laughs> beautiful to see. You know, you can see them every now and then they're coming to the surface or they're actually flying right out of the water. So that's wow. pretty cool. That's great. Yeah. Um, before we, we sign off, because we're getting close to the end of our time, uh, can you explain Klein Bon Air and the, and the diving around Klein? I don't think we talked about it too much. Um, we focused on kind of the main ones, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, Klein Bon Air uh, or Small Bon Air or Little Bon Air, if you want to call it, it's um, a small island just off the coast of Bon Air itself. Um, it's only accessible with a boat. There are 26 dive sites, officially named dive sites. Uh, there might not be 26 moorings, but there are definitely 26 named dive sites around the island of uh, Clan Bonaire. Um, we have boats and we do like to go across to that particular island um, to do uh, some slightly different diving. It, uh, depending on your location, if you're on the east side of the island or the south side of the island, the dive terraces and the dive reefs are slightly different, which makes uh, diving over there a little bit more unique than it is uh, here on the island of Bonaire itself. Um, it's a short ride across. I think at the most you're looking at 15 minutes on the boat. Um, we always have um, about 20 feet, 15 feet of water underneath the boat. So the sand terrace is literally right underneath us, which is very cool. Uh, so we're not necessarily doing, um, uh, well, I don't know what we call it, deep water dive mm -hmm. before you hit the reef, I suppose, something like that. But no, we don't have that worry on Clan Bonnet. Uh, and also the guys like to do uh, one-way dives. So let's say we'll pick a dive site in the southwest of the island and we'll drop everybody in and um, we'll let the current run and we'll go with the current and then the dive boat will... Uh, just tinker along 
come around the corner and tie off in another mooring and pick everybody up. And that way you get to see a whole lot more of the island. So, yeah, it's really cool. Climate is a, a pretty unique little island for diving. Yeah, yeah it definitely is. Um, so one of the things I definitely want to throw up on the screen here and chat about really quick is uh, – Plaza's got a, and Tucon's got a, a newsletter. It's in the comments. You can click the link. I just wanted to throw it up there to make sure that we threw that in there. Um, I've subscribed to that. Um, and you can talk to your local dive shop. Oh, let me add the stream. Uh, you can talk to your local dive shop and uh, I got a little click happy there. Uh, you can talk to your local dive shop about uh, trying to schedule a trip down to Tucan or Plaza Resort and dive with, with uh, Hagen at Tucan and uh if they're not going, then uh, you can even still come over to Toucan, even if you're staying someplace else, right, Aga? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to be staying here in the resort. Uh, we're more than happy to accept any uh, any customer, any diver who would like to dive with us. Um, we still go through the usual paperwork and we'll check all those sorts of things. But yeah, we can make up five packages that are completely separate uh, for anybody coming in. Just send us an email if you are going to do it that way. So uh, we can actually get you onto the boat because we do like to make sure that um, we have space and we can get you on and, and give you a great time when you come down with us. What's the best email for that? Uh, the best email, you could probably use a straightforward one, manager at tukendiving.com. I think that's about um, the easiest one. Uh, so... Uh, one question that I'm going to get in trouble if I do not ask. Uh, is there still a spa there? I'm bringing my wife in August and she doesn't really dive too much. Do you guys still have a spa and that or is, is that changing? Uh, she was asking me and I didn't have an answer. And if I didn't come home without an answer, then I'm going to get in trouble. Okay. No, we still have a spa. Good. Yes. It is still there. And in the new uh, building um, plans, we have a spa, fitness, wellness. It's all going in. Yes. Excellent. See, that's, yeah. that, that solves that problem right there. So, yeah, there uh, you go. yeah it's great for non-diving. It, it's a beautiful little walk down to the uh, to the shops. We always walk down to the shops and, yeah. um, uh, oh, Spa and Rosita Famine are fantastic. There yes. Um, Thank you, Britta. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we, uh, we're excited about coming down and visiting you guys as always. Um, we actually are discussing possibly making this a yearly trip and just changing when it is. So yeah, we will should. have to discuss that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I just want to move down there, forget all this and I'm just going to go. I know that one of my instructors is going to pop up here and be like, let's go <laughs> easy, buddy. Easy. It's, <laughs> um, they're harassing me. So the snow gets to them. But I really, truly appreciate your time, Hagen, and uh, I'm glad that you guys are doing fairly well as, as all things can go. Um, and we really hope to be on island as soon as possible. Well, we're certainly looking forward to welcoming uh, all our guests back uh, as soon as we possibly can. Um, uh, we, we, we're so stoked to get back out there diving and, you know, get back to the normal new normal way of life uh, it's going to be really uh, good times again yes good deal excellent uh so yeah to answer this the is this will stay on facebook this will stay on youtube if anybody wants to share it with um uh just general you know to general public um and they're everybody's saying thank you thank you for joining us uh i'm gonna uh sign hagen out then say a couple words to you guys and then end the broadcast so uh, thank you very much, Hagen, and hope to see you soon. Look forward to it. Thanks very All much. Right. Take care, Take care. All right. Bye. All right. So I want to thank everybody for staying with the broadcast and saying hello or watching it later on, however you want to do it. Um, once again, uh, thank you for supporting a drama diving, uh, subscribing on YouTube is one of the biggest ways you can support us as well as the, uh, Patreon, uh, even a dollar a month makes a difference for us, uh, trying to go forward. Uh, we sold out of every single one of our whiskey cups. We have none left. Uh, so we have to reorder them. Uh, I'm probably going to do that this week. So we are still doing the pre-order discount on those. If you want to buy your whiskey glasses, your Glencairn glassware, uh, which is crazy. Uh, I would never expect it to do that. But so the support has been amazing. I want to thank you for everything um, and give us a little subscribe on the YouTube channel because now we're going to be going live on YouTube and Facebook at the same time, which is 
I don't know if it worked or not, but this was our first time doing it. So hopefully it worked out. Thank you guys. Thank you, Britta, for all the engagement. Uh, and we will talk to you guys soon. Thank you very much. Take care.